Hey, what's up everybody? Joe, REI in your car. Hope you're doing well. Listen, I don't think this will take long, but I wanted to talk about something as I drive here that I think is really important to understand. And this applies to all of us. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me as well, right? Things are changing in the economy and I'm getting nervous <clears throat> because I'm seeing a lot of people that are going to get in trouble. And I'm already seeing it. People have been for the last three, four, five years, no matter what kind of business you're in, have been very, very prosperous. You know, we thought that everything was going to fall apart in May or March of 2020 and it didn't. So it kind of it's given us a false sense of security with inflation going up, interest rates going up, the recession, <clears throat> if we're in it or not, depending on what political party you're in, whatever, right? Like it's it's definitely worse all around for everybody, no matter what side of the political aisle you're in. But I don't think it's hit everybody yet. And so a lot of people for the last three or four years that you've seen being real successful, making a lot of money in business, doing a lot of deals, when it's been easy, has kind of fallen into this thing that Oh man, I'm just really good. Everything I touch is, turns to gold. <clears throat> and the reason why I've been making so much money is because I'm so awesome. Forgetting that it's the market that has been kind of pushing them up. It's hard to lose money when the economy is so strong. So <clears throat> now there have been challenges for everything, but I feel like, you know, if, if this bubble thing is going to pop, and I've seen this happen before where a lot of people are used to living the same standard of living before a recession. When a recession hits and the things start going down, they're still trying to live that same lifestyle, still trying, uh, well, having the same expectations without any preparation for the adjustment coming down. So let me give you some examples. I've been talking to a lot of people lately. So if you're one of the ones that I've talked to and you're listening to this, I'll keep this very uh, uh, not personal, right? Like general and vague. But I've been talking to a lot of people who were making, used to making 100, 200 grand a month wholesaling houses, rehabbing houses, selling them in a day, doing really well. And then all of a sudden, it's just, it's not as easy anymore, right? It's not as hard. But here's the problem. You know, like, uh, I forget what the physical law is, you know, but there's this law of physics where things expand to whatever room that you give it, right? And so if you're making, let's say, 100 grand a month, your business expenses and personal expenses are going to grow to fill that. And so if you're used to only making 20 grand a month in profit, you're only going to be making 20 grand a month in profit, whether you're doing $100,000 a month in revenue or $500,000 or a million dollars a month in revenue because your business and expenses will grow. I mean, it's just kind of natural, not that there's anything wrong with it, but if you're making a lot of money, heck, let's reinvest it in the business. Let's hire more people. Let's get better software. Let's do more marketing. Let's grow, grow, grow. And it's, I think it's a God-given thing that we, we want to grow. We want to excel and do better and improve. And so many times we improve by reinvesting and putting more money into the business, which then increases overhead. It increases our staff. It increases, you know, subscriptions. I mean, have you looked 
<laughs> I think a great analogy of this, if, if you looked five years ago at the m- amount of money you were paying in monthly subscriptions, it's probably triple now what it was back then. Because we all, it's easy. Money's easy. It's easy to make the money. So we, we subscribe to new software, new subscriptions, new coaching programs, new masterminds, and we keep on upgrading. You see what I'm saying? Because it's easy. We're making a lot of money. We're taking more money home. We're buying nicer luxuries. We're buying nicer cars, nicer clothes, etc. We're going, uh, and we're not. This is what's crazy too. I mean, in times of prosperity, you'd think that people would pay off their debts and 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 save, have more in reserves. But that's not happened. So what's happened is during the times of prosperity, people's debts, people are also getting into more and more debt. So I've been talking to real estate investors and people in the marketing consulting information product space who, man, they've got a lot of money out there. They got a huge beast to feed. They got large mouths, lots of mouths to feed. And that stuff doesn't go away. Okay. So if your revenue goes down and it is for a lot of people, the overhead and expenses don't go down with it. You still have a hundred mouths to feed. You still have a huge beast that is requiring you more and more of, of less and less resources that you have. So we got to be really, really careful for it. And it's not too late to adjust and correct and make these changes that are needed. And you need to make them now if you're listening and paying attention to this. You need to make the changes now because markets like this do not turn on a dime. It's not going to be like the stock market where it's down one day and then up immediately in the next day. These kinds of things, especially with housing, take time and they're slow and they're, it takes time to go, to go from bottom to tops. Make sense? <clears throat> so we've got a long road ahead of us. I'm not saying everybody's, I'm not saying it's going to be bad as 2008 and 9, but for some people, it is going to be as bad. For a lot of the people that did not live through 08 and 09, this is going to be their new great recession of 2008. All right. A lot of people got into real estate. This is 2022 as I'm recording this. A lot of people got started in real estate in 2012 when the market was at the bottom and it just started coming back up, the housing market, right? And everything they've touched has turned to gold. It's been just an amazing 10-year run and it's hard not to make money. It's easy to it, it, it's easy to make money. It's hard to lose money. Does that make sense? And so when things change now, oh my gosh, this is going to be bad. It's going to get ugly. And it comes to business expenses. And it comes to personal expenses as well. So I just wanted to encourage you guys to think about lowering your expenses. Going back to the basics. Reading that book again, Profit First, because it's revenue minus profit equals expenses. And if you really sit down and visit that form, <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on. Oh, man. So I just ate a Shake Shack burger. I think it's the um, uh, the Smoke Shacks, the one with the red peppers. Oh man, it's so amazing. It's awesome. I'm going to pay for it later, <laughs> but it was so good. And I got these things. <clears throat> my mouth is kind of on fire a little bit. It's not that hot, but I should have done this recording before I ate that burger. But anyway, so we need to start cutting back and profit first, understanding that the revenue minus profit equals expenses. And so what you're going to see too coming up here, as revenue starts going down, guess what? Your tax liability doesn't go down from the year prior. 
Hmm. If you've not been paying your taxes, guess what happens? Revenue's down this year, but last year you've not paid for your ta- all your taxes yet. You keep on filing extensions, and now the tax bills do. You keep on putting it off. You try to negotiate an installment plan. Now, guess what? Now you've got debt as well, and you're trying to pay off the debts. You're trying to pay your tax bill, and your revenue's down, and it's going to get real miserable real quick for a lot of folks in this business. I know some guys, I keep on forgetting to talk about this, but these guys that are, we're just getting fat and comfortable with uh, $500,000 months, and all of a sudden within a span of a couple, three months, they're down to $200,000 a month. Now, 200 grand a month is still great, right? That's two and a half million dollars a year. But when your overhead is $4 million a year, you're used to making $5 million and your overhead is $4 million. All of a sudden, when you're making only $2.5 million or two hundred grand a month, whatever it is, right? That's freaky. That's, you're going to start getting, um, you're going to start panicking and you're going to start freaking out. And you're, it, it's, it's really impossible to make smart, wise decision when you're panicking and when you are freaked out. I know guys who are, you know, we're, we're used to rehabbing houses and flipping them quickly and making tons of money. And, you know, they're making 50 grand on a rehab. But then, oh, my gosh, I can I can rehab these high-end luxury homes and make uh, 100 grand instead uh, on the low end. Like people not chasing any deals unless they're making 100 grand. So they're going after million-dollar properties. Now what's happening, guess what? There's guys that I know that are rehabbing million-dollar homes, $4 million homes, and they finished about six months ago, and they still haven't sold yet. They're not getting any showings. Any offers they are getting are low-ball, ridiculous offers, and their money is tied up. And guess what? The bill collectors are knocking on the doors. The tax man is saying, hey, how you doing? Uh, Have you forgotten about me? (laughs) I need some money. Well, I don't have any. Well, I don't care. You owe me some money. You're right. You've got private investors that are knocking on your door. You got banks that where you've refinanced or you've 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 gotten some short-term bridge funding. You've got some short-term loans on your big commercial properties because it's easy to make money. Anybody can do it. So I'm going to go after bigger and bigger deals. And you've got now these companies, these these debt collectors that are or, or the banks, the lenders that are saying, "All right, time time is up. Uh, you need to refinance." Well, you. If you refinance, your your interest rate's going to be 2% higher than you thought it was going to be, and you weren't planned and prepared for that. So anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to push the pain button a little bit here because some of you know what I'm talking about, and some of you, some of you need to wake up. And before it's too late, before it gets worse, you need to get your financial house in order. You need to start looking at your expenses, your numbers, your revenue, your budget, your cash flow. And you need to start looking at, okay, this is, I need to get this stuff taken care of. I need to get rid of this debt. I need to start selling these things. I need to start cutting back here, cutting back there. Um, And maybe you're not at this point either where, you know, revenue is about the same. Maybe it's not as big of a deal for you. But I'm telling you, you need to have a plan in place in case it does get worse. If you're used to, in your personal life, bringing in, $500,000 a year in revenue. Oh my gosh, there was almost an accident. If you're comfortable, if if your balloon kind of is filled 
to that $500,000 a year mark or maybe $100,000 a year. Whatever it is for you, right? It's different for everybody. Um, and then what, what happens if, you're, uh, if you see a slow month? If you see a couple, three slow months? If you see six slow months, what's going to happen? Are you going to be prepared for that? So it's better, <laughs> listen, it's better to take those cuts and be disciplined now than it is later when it's too late. But let me tell you this too. So some of you are not in this place yet and you're not in a tough spot, but you need to have, you need to be prepared in case something does happen in case. And I'm talking to myself here. Um, let's say business goes from, you know, a uh, hundred grand a month to 50 grand a month. Well, not, not that much. Let's say you go from a hundred grand a month to 75 grand a month. You need to know in, in advance what's going to happen when those triggers happen. For example, it could be, all right, well, if I have two straight months of this, I'm going to have to let two people go. I'm going to have to cut back my marketing. I'm going to have to do less of this and more of that. If if it goes from selling, taking uh, uh, one month to sell my homes to three months to sell my homes, I'm going to stop doing these high-end properties. I'm going to start doing these lower-end properties. Um, I'm going to stop whatever it is. Like, you know, um, it could be, for example, if you're in the uh, internet marketing business or you're doing, um, I don't know, internet marketing or consulting or Amazon e-commerce or something, uh, maybe you have inventory levels in your Amazon stores and uh, you, need to be, you need to be smarter with your inventory levels, right? Or, or not use as much debt to buy inventory. You need to sell, start selling stuff first before you, um, you, you ship it or before you buy the inventory or before you fulfill it or whatever. Like, it's just, it's time to wake up and get smart and stop being so foolish. Basically, what are your fallback plans? So if... XYZ happens, then ABC is going to happen. Um, and then if it goes even worse, then this is going to happen. So it could be, all right, once revenue drops 75%, I'm going to need to let two people off, let two people go. If revenue drops another 75% the next couple months or the next quarter, I'm going to have to drop this many people and I'm going to have to simplify this and get rid of that. Um, if revenue drops a certain amount, then I'm going to have to cut my take home salary. Instead of uh, paying yourself 50 grand a month, you're only going to pay yourself 25 grand a month. I know that sounds crazy, ridiculous numbers, but like whatever it is for you, maybe if you're self-employed is specifically who I'm talking to, right? Like you need to adjust your lifestyle so it's not, and your business, your expenses, personal business expenses, right? Overhead, whatever you want to call it, your budget. You need to shrink that because it's not going to be as easy to make as much money in the next one or two years. And who knows, it might last longer or whatnot. But like, be thinking about this. Uh, what can you cut back now to, and start saving up some cash, start paying off some debts, and just start being getting prepared. It's not a time to freak out and it's not a time to panic. We just need to be prepared. And we need to have these contingencies in place where if this happens, then this happens. Make sense? You gotta know your numbers. Bottom line, you got to take your head out of the sand. You need to look at your numbers. You need to look at your business. If you hire a fractional CFO, get an outside somebody from the outside of your your space, uh, your business, in a different industry. Get somebody else. Look at what you're doing and say, "Hey, give me some advice. What what are my blind spots here? What am I missing? What's the 
you know, it's the whole SWOT analysis thing, right? It's it's what are your SWOT? What's what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my opportunities? And what are my threats? I need to start doing more of that. The more that I'm thinking about it and talking to myself about it. Um, so anyway, I hope that's helpful for you guys. I hope that you're looking at this. Let me say one more thing in, in terms of the real estate investing world, right? So like, let me give you some more examples of maybe what I'm talking about, what could be important for you. Um, if you have been used to rehabbing, right, maybe you need to do more wholesaling. Um, if you're wholesaling, all you did is cash offers. Maybe you need to look at understanding or learning creative financing, like lease options or subject to and how to do novations or learning some new skills and negotiating skills and new ways to make offers that you can start implementing instead of just a cash offer, right? If you're doing just buy and hold, maybe you need to start looking at how to turn some properties into Airbnbs, maybe. I don't know. I'm not I don't know. But like maybe you need to start looking at, uh, I should wholesale some deals. Now, if you're wholesaling, you also need to look at what are the buyers want? They're, they're, that's why I love wholesaling so much. And I think it works in any recession or any market in the economy, up or down. Wholesaling works fantastic. It's one of the best strategies in real estate because it's all about, it's buyer led. So you, you find the demand, you find what people want and you go get it for them. And even in a down market, there will be people that want housing, they investment properties or rentals or houses to live in or whatever. So you need to find out who are those people and what do they want and then you go get it for them. So you may need to just start going back to rebuilding your buyers list, talking to your buyers, getting on the phone and, and asking them, hey, look, what's your outlook on the economy? Are you going to keep on buying properties um, or what? It, are you scaling back? What are you, what's your six, 12 month plan? What kind of deals are you looking for? And then look at the stats in your market. You know, where are out of state investors spending their money to buy properties? There's a lot of money sitting on the sidelines waiting for a housing market to come down so they can start putting their cash back into real estate again. Makes sense? You know, if you're doing land, where are people buying land? Are, are home builders buying land anymore? Is it a good idea anymore to target areas in the path of growth? where home builders are, are building homes maybe in the, in the new suburbs in the next five to 10 years. Maybe that's not the smartest thing to do. Maybe we should be looking again at cheap recreational land and selling it on owner financing instead of terms. Um, if you're somebody that does a lot of rehab and buys and sells a lot of homes and you need private money, now it's time to start digging your well before you're thirsty. Start going back to what you used to do five years ago, 10 years ago when you were first getting started and raising private money, you know, you just got fat and comfortable with easy lending from tons of different banks and, and uh, hard money lenders and private lenders that were more institutional in nature, right? And you got used to just easy money, but it's not going to be as easy anymore, maybe going forward. So start thinking about raising private money, building relationships in your network and, and start learning how to raise private money. All right. So a lot of stuff there, guys. Um, I just felt like I really should talk about this because it's important. And I think there's going to be at least one person listening to this that I think it might save you a ton of hassle and heartache and pain. And um, I'm, I'm listening to my own medicine, too, as I, as I go through this. And I'll be doing this process with you. Stay connected to the podcasting, real estate podcasting world and YouTube. And pay attention to the people that are still doing deals today and, and be aware of the BS. There's so much BS out there 
again, and, and I'm seeing it just because I know so many people in the industry. Be careful who you listen to, but don't stop listening to people, right? Like you still need to listen to people. Find the people that are doing deals today that aren't flashy and trying to show off and just trying, you know, like you, you can sense them. You can smell them out, right? But find the people that are actually doing the deals today and stay connected and find out what's working now today because what's working yesterday is not going to work tomorrow. And we need to stay on the cutting edge. We need to stay involved with masterminds, with other investors, with local investors in your community, in your city, in your area, and nationwide, and find out what are they doing to do deals. How are they finding leads? How are they making offers? Where are they getting their money from? What marketing is working and whatnot? All right, guys, I'm out of here. Uh, let me just invite you to, uh, I have a webinar on how to flip vacant land. Um, it's my favorite strategy. We're, we're getting deals under contract and flipping them left and right. I love it. We have not seen a slowdown with this recession. So things are going well. But yeah, I'm thinking about this too. Like, what am I going to do if things do change and adjust? I'll be ready for it. Okay. So if you want to watch my webinar, it's free. Go check it out. You'll learn how to flip land, the steps that I take, and then I'll make you an offer if you're interested in uh, investing in my program. Here's the cool thing that I do that nobody else does. I'm going to give you your money back. Almost all of my courses, I give you your money back when you complete them. So you go through, you, you buy the program, you implement it. I don't care if you do a deal or not, but if you implement it, I'm so confident that it's going to work for you. And a lot of you guys are going to bring me deals to lend on, to partner on, etc. right? So I'm so confident it's going to work. If you go through the program, complete it, this land program that I have, and make at least 25 offers, I will refund all your money. I will give you all of your money back. I don't care if you um, don't even do a deal. And I do this because my philosophy is simple. If I can't make you money, then I don't deserve yours. And so a lot of people go through my programs, they do deals, and they don't ask for their money back because the value is so great. But some people do. Some people bring me deals. Um, and I also get great testimonials by doing this. So anyway, it's how we, we do a lot of our deals. We, we also try to lend money on deals, etc. So when you become a student, you go through the program, complete it, implement it, give us a testimonial, and we will refund your money. So you don't even have to do a deal. If you want more information about all of that, go to simplelandclass.com, okay? Simplelandclass.com. You can also message my team anytime, support at joemccall.com, support at joemccall.com. We'll see you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>